get to collaborate with in future as well. Cindy is an empath, she's a healer, and she's the creator of the SEE technique. And I had the, the blessing to be able to sit down with her yesterday and record this, uh, this, this conversation that she really broke down a lot of her history and a lot of things that she had experienced and, um, and worked through. And her process over the last 20 years of not just her studying, her passionate study about learning to essentially time travel and going through and uh, assisting people with their collective narratives, their karmic um, baggage that they've built up and creating this this loop or this, this uh, structure or egregor of who they believe themselves to be. And uh, Cindy and, uh, you know, a lot of other beautiful healers are out here doing some amazing work and assisting people in their expansion into other aspects of themselves that they're not yet aware of. Um, so I'll give you guys a bit of a back, background um, as to my meeting with Cindy. I, um, I was able to connect through a mutual friend of ours, Joey, um, and together me and Cindy had a, um, I sat down with Cindy for a session and to give you a bit of context, at that point, whenever I had done a sit-down session with a healer, um, you know, here in Australia, I would be paying over $100, um, and it would be like a one-hour session, and you know, even though I was grateful for all the assistance and guidance I had, up until that point, um, you know, this was quite early last year, I hadn't really had uh, too many experiences that just blew me away, and uh, that's what happened when I sat down with Cindy. <laughs> Uh, so with me and Cindy, we sat down for three hours and uh, over the course of three hours, Cindy explained to me numerology, which is something that before then I had never really dove into. Um, and I saw the power of the language of numbers um, and, you know, Cindy, Cindy elaborates more in this conversation about, um, you know, her just being able to see the prime energy in certain numbers with, through her experience. And um, you know she incorporates that as one part of her of her current method. Um, you know Cindy talked about some of the other areas that she dove into with you know Reiki. Um, you know being a uh, a teacher and a uh, somebody that holds qualifications and has held workshops with Reiki uh, with a lot of other aspects too. Um, so Cindy is not just a gifted healer. Somebody that I've worked with personally. Um, you know, we, we've had, she did a um, intuitive or empathic healing. Um, again, you know, having somebody that's a Reiki master tune into your energy centers is something that uh, to any listeners that hasn't experienced that yet, I would most definitely, um, you know, recommend and, uh, you know, look no further than um, some of the guests that I've um, introduced in the show, one of them being Cindy and another one being Alice. Um, so guys, I'm not going to want to waffle on for too much here. Uh, you know, I am very grateful for Cindy for um, joining me in this um, this amazing conversation, um, and to Alice who was um, just before this as well. So I'm about to do an intro for Alice. Um, but guys, please, you know, support this amazing um, woman, Cindy, or her, uh, or has, as she's been affectionately re referred to as the Oracle, because she really does, um, you know, provide some amazing help and uh, you know I've been 
I'm very grateful to have worked with her on several occasions and I look forward to learning and working with her in future. And uh, to anybody else out there that's on the journey of their spiritual expansion, I uh, most definitely would uh, recommend and suggest working with somebody like Cindy. So without further ado, lots of love to everybody, wholeness and balance vibrations. Um, hit me up on all of my socials um, and Cindy as well. Everything has been attached below. Enjoy the recording. When we get to see that we were a portion of what we see happening in other people, uh, it, it keeps us very happy <laughs> and, mm. and keeps moving forward more motivated. Uh, it reinforces, confirms for us. So I'm, I'm really happy. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's part of our work. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, it doesn't always need to be um, something that's in the material plane necessarily. So it's not even that uh, you have something physical around you right now that uh, your business creation portion, it's who you are in an, on an energetic level. So on an energetic level, from the spaces that I've worked with you a few times in before, um, mm -hmm. so right now, and it's very nice to sometimes not see someone uh, for a period of time because you, you know, get that, those senses of the shift in there. And um, once when you see someone who's gone from a place of uh, ungrounded feeling and a little instability and their dialogue is in a space, and of course this is where us healers work all the time who do this part mm -hmm. of the work. And um, you know, because you've been there before, that you can be part of helping them to connect to that new vision. Yeah. As long as they take action, they're going to move there. And the difference in the energy feel is just, okay, it's just happy right away. So yeah. okay. seeing you in the, this new light, if you want to put it in, in, in a cliche term, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a truth, is um, very nice. So I'm happy for you. And I'm just glad that you reached out and... Um, we'll have an opportunity to do more of this together. Yeah. yeah. Good timing. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited because, uh, yeah, well, uh, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I'm really, really excited to uh, pick your brain and, and, and get to know a bit more about, um, you know, what it is that you do. Um, you know, and again, this is all um, whether or not, you know, depending on what, how the conversation flows and what you want to speak about as well. But, um, you know, understanding a bit more about your story um, and, and getting to share that with people as well, as well as um, talk about, you know, a lot of the services that you, you've, uh, you offer, not just the ones that we've done together. There might be other things that I'm not aware of. So um, that's, I, I guess, what I was really hoping to do today. And I don't know exactly if there was anything in particular that you wanted to do as well, but more than happy to see how we can collaborate as much as possible in this conversation. Okay. That sounds perfect. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I would guess that when we started working together, um, in, uh, about, uh, probably a year and a half ago, um, yeah, exactly a year and a half ago. And, uh, from that time, yeah, I don't think we've had a chance for me to sit down and say, well, this is how I got here. <laughs> I think we just came in and started at, uh, what level of work was I at? And so... When I was like in the range of age between 17 uh, to 18 and a half approximately, um, mm -hmm. I didn't realize at that time 
completely non-spiritual living in a sense. There was no uh, background environment that was moving me towards understanding that level other than my mother's occasional intuitive moments. And then she would talk about her intuition that her mother also had. But I didn't realize in the background was a molesting incident uh, from a pedophile grandfather who happened to be also the chief of police in Minnesota. So mm. he was, um, and of course, this was when I was in an infant, but I didn't realize those programs, those traumas, those mind patterns, uh, that inner dialogue about self had taken place. So it's 17 to 18. Uh, with not really any guidance coming from my family other than a father that I loved who pretty much taught me that if, what you should do is go out and party and have fun and get married and work. And, and he had a lot of heart in that. Um, yeah. And I was close to my father, but at the same time, um, that's where I first went out and tried to discover life in that time. So that led me into drinking and uh, using drugs like uh, mescaline and acid at the time. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting in the bar uh, drinking and it's starting to come to me all of a sudden, but I hadn't put it together at that time that I was having uh, probably a type of, you know, uh, Kundalini experiences while I was on some of these um, acid trips or you know mescaline trips and at that time it wasn't a guided journey it was you know a drug use for recreation so it was very different but in the back of my mind what was coming to me very easily was that if I could find this space that was so different than true reality uh, on using the mescaline, peyote, et cetera, then I could find it off the drugs also. And I started, and it was probably awakening process that was happening. I started to think, you know, um, I, I need to move someplace else. I need to go somewhere. And, and clear as, you know, day I remember it, I got up from the bar and I turned around and a woman who was in the bar, she was the, this very attractive, sweet lady. Her name was Sherry, I think. And uh, she was the girlfriend of a man in the bar who was like one of the biggest partiers in the bar. And she stopped me and looked me right in the eye and said, Cindy, you don't belong here. <laughs> and, it was, and it was spirit to spirit there. And I, I literally responded with, I know, but I don't know where I belong. So that was my first um, and it wasn't the very first intuitive type spacer that would lead me into this. But from that point, I had somehow experienced a Kundalini experience during one of those um, peyote trips. And I decided just to leave that partying lifestyle. And I went to completely the opposite side of the spectrum. And uh, yeah. I studied karate, got myself a degree in teaching physical education. As time went on, I kind of went a little bit backwards. So life got heavy, and it's common with Kundalini experiences. You fall out of it. So go ahead to 1995. I'm just coming into um, a condo, uh, a new condo that I'm living in, and I'm reading a spiritual book. It's starting to come back to me, and the book says, if you want your spiritual guidance in your life, then um, you need to 
give permission for this part of you to be engaged. So I pack up my book, go out on my balcony, and I'm laying in the sun. I, I, I read the mantra, and I put the book down, and I have a very big Kundalini experience, bam, right there. Okay. So at that point, I was completely different. I, I, everything about what was thinking in my head was how did this world get into the space that it's in? Um, what, what were the circumstances? How does intuition work that I've seen my mother do knowing that she should go to bingo this night because she's going to win, et cetera, and then she does. Um, I wanted to understand it more. Yeah. Uh, how, how did, what, why is the reason there's so many religious fights, et cetera, et cetera. So we're, again, we're going back to, you know, uh, nearly 40 years back. So this was, you know, my beginnings. I'm kind of came in on the early indigo wave that came in. Okay. And yeah. from there on then, I was completely different. There was a presence in the Kundalini experience. I had done some energy work already with um, understanding cranial sacral and a little bit of Reiki, cranial sacral manipulation, a little bit of Reiki. But this yeah. was enormous in vibrations so I, I literally thought oh my gosh I just willed myself to die <laughs> and I'm, I'm leaving here because that's the sensation of that that openness um, but I went with it and I thought it was probably just a drug flashback so I was like okay cool we'll just write this out and there was a presence there that was saying if you just keep doing what you're doing I will take care of you that's what I was reading out of it so I was a completely different person after that. Had heightened Kundalini, didn't know that was really what was taking place. I just was going to follow with it. Yeah. So I studied, studied, studied um, from you know the time I, any free time, I was studying as much as I could. History, um, we didn't have the internet right back then. So it was um, a history channel at first and then books. So I got into dream analysis, numerology, eventually emotional freedom technique. Um, having been um, molested by a high level person in society, um, pedophile, which I started to discover during this time, it was started to come up in dreams, et cetera, and people that I met were you know, helping me along the way. And um, also, I also got into conspiracy theories and seeing what's in the background. So people with an experience and infant where uh, or childhood anywhere where you've had the experience of knowing that there's a different energy behind the scenes that sort of predisposes you to that and then i saw that within my numerology and numbers and everything and so fast forward to right now i haven't stopped studying since then um, wow. a lot of detours uh, sometimes a little less studying, but when you're not studying, you know, course material, you are studying life. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. exactly. I think um, one of the best things that I bring to the table in my work, which ended up, which ended up all kind of uh, coming together in what I call the C technique, EFT plus, and C stands for Source Energy Epiphanies, um, is that I because I have a lot of inner witnesses and what I reference is a witness like my inner motherboard, my inner computer board, from having so many different diverse experiences that I um, 
moved myself through and took on, you know, as patterns in this lifetime, um, it helps me a lot with my clients. So everything I can recognize within people, uh, which is my, my heightened skill level, is to recognize mental, emotional patterns within people that are their old traumas talking to them. So it's their, their dialogue that has come out of that wounded space. And because I've won been able to overcome and release myself from my own personal dialogues, um, I've become a very good empathic healer who's able to, when I sit with someone and they're in front of me and my chakras begin to align with theirs, I'm starting in their permission. They've asked me to come in and I start, I move myself into my no fear space, I start to become a more coherent energy field. And then I'm getting pings off of the person uh, per how, where there are blocks in their body. So I'm doing my Reiki part right there. Um, and then uh, as I'm communicating with them and asking certain questions in the first sessions that I do with people, I'm asking according to seeking the mind patterns within them that are that they're stuck at from usually a childhood pattern of a misconception, a misunderstanding, a trauma fear, etc. And so as I continue to talk with them in session, I'm literally using a dialogue, offering a new pattern of thinking and literally helping them to focus, to go into their own energy field and feel the difference of when they've said one statement and I use a neutralizing affirmational type statement like we do in an emotional freedom technique, what, what happens to their energy field? And then as an empath, because I'm connected to them, when a black opens up and I say, oh, you, you just open, say, in your chest area, or your throat chakra, and they're like, yes, yes. Yeah. So what that does is that starts to bring their consciousness into the awareness. So they're going, they're tuning in to their energy field. And that's one of my favorite parts, um, you know, the work I do is that it helps people to catch the inner dialogue, to assess what some inner dialogue that they weren't conscious of is running under their radar and then to also remember what it feels like to erase that dialogue to override it with the truth not just an affirmation that neutralizes it but with the truth mm, yes so, yes so that is that is the basis of um what i rolled into um, and what I call the C technique and emotional freedom um, plus in there is that uh, also before a client comes, I ask for their uh, birth date and their name on their birth certificate. And I pull yeah. up their numerology chart, you know, like we did. And um, I'm able to, first of all, get an energy story from their numerology chart. So yeah. I look at that energy story and that energy story is playing out in the information they just gave me. 
Yeah. So yeah. that, and from working with that, now the beautiful part about that is that everyone, you most of the time when you first meet people and you're introducing these concepts to them, people compare themselves to other people. Well, why am I not doing that? Or I'm a failure because I'm not doing it that way. I'm a failure because I'm not doing it that way, that way, or that person. And when they see on paper that they chose these particular patterns and that's what, why they are different from other people, it helps them to forgive themselves and it, it helps them to stop comparing. And that's, that's also significant to me, to help people realize that they chose this set of circumstances, no matter what it's looking like here, because this is their best opportunity for the most optimal growth they could ever do. And I, I think that about every lifetime anyone comes into. So no matter where they're at, it's your optimal opportunity. And by the time you go around the board, you know, whatever it is, several times, et cetera, et cetera, you play the games, you can come back and do it again if you want to. So yeah. there's, there's no judgment on, on any place where someone is at, but for people to understand that what they chose, the womb that they chose to, to incarnate into is specific for them. They had reasonings, they had choices for being there. Whether that was conscious or unconscious, they're still there for an energetic reason that, that was previous to them coming here. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense for sure, for sure. Um, that was that was beautiful, Cindy. You've really broken down so much and you know, you've given a lot of context about how you came into different things and your experiences with them. Um, just for the recording, like I'd love to, you know, definitely go on to say, you know, with our experience that we had together when we had our session, that was the most comprehensive session, one of the most comprehensive comprehensive sessions I've ever had with any healer or anybody that I've worked with. Um, I've had some experiences with intuitive healing before, especially distance work. And yours was one of the very first times where I could feel somebody in my energy space and those, you know, and, and feel, you know, whenever you would mention something, I would, you know, I, everything that you said would ring true pretty much. And with some other particular healers that would tap into my energy field, like there were times where they would get things right, but there were times where I wouldn't necessarily agree with what they were saying. Whereas with you, it was almost like I could feel your presence within me. And it was a very beautiful um, aspect of the session that we did together. Um, you started talking on numerology and it was actually our session, which was the first time that I had ever really experienced numerology. And since then, it's actually been quite a big uh, interest of mine, you know, understanding our numerology, um, you know, with your, with the reading that I had done with Cindy, um, there was a report that came with it that was, that is extremely um, in detail and it goes through like on a month to month basis, the different cycles that we're in and what what's happening with those. And that was probably the first time that I had realized that numerology could be even be broken down into, into that aspect as well, which, you know, looking back on it now, it makes sense because that's the same thing that you would do with something like the Zodiac as well. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've, you've come to create this C technique right now, which, you know, I've experienced parts of it, or I, I'm not, I haven't experienced anything of the dream analysis just yet, but um, with your technique and how you're, how you're packaging right now, like that's something that I'm very excited to share with 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 people that are interested in in moving and working with people that are 
you know, very experienced in this field. <clears throat> um, I guess the next question I really want to ask you is, it, it's definitely starting from a space of, you know, the numerology and how you're finding that's going to be, you know, how much of a part does that play with everything? And I haven't actually experienced anything with the dream analysis uh, as well. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on with, with that? Or is there anything else that you'd like to mention that you haven't um, yet with your company or with your technique? Okay. Um, and first of all, thank you very much. That was, that was super sweet. And I really appreciate that love, Yosafa. That, that was beautiful. Um, uh, uh, secondly here, I'm really happy that you enjoy the numerology. I absolutely um, fell in love with numerology immediately uh, and studied about probably five different people's systems over the course of time uh, that I uh, was doing way back in the day, handwritten, hand calculated charts for people. Um, and correlating information together. And I've, um, I'm, when I say I love numerology, that there, you know, it, there's a little voice that pops into my head and said, well, you have to explain that a little bit more. <laughs> and, uh, and what I love the fact that you can understand yourself and some of your choices that you have made um, as a consciousness in other spaces in that are the reasons for bringing you to this particular set of circumstances that is on this. And I'm gonna say one piece of paper, meaning that there is a chart with a bunch of numbers on it. And I basically work from that chart, first of all, and correlate it together like it's a written story. So. The numbers are just codes and they're in different places. They have different emphases on meanings. You're basically achieving the exact same information that you would from astrology, it's just looking at it from a different perspective. So, and what's beautiful is that you can unite all the systems together and you'll get a little bit more additional information. I do put a little bit of, I'm not sure if calling it a disclaimer is the best thing to say on the information. When someone I work with hands to Coase's computer data that I sent you. Now that computer data was correlated, one, because there's an understanding of the numbers in general. Uh, every number, as far as if you're looking at characteristics, has an assigned characteristic. One is this, two is that, three is blah, 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 down the line. And then also with numbers, they are calculating a sequence of creations. So you have to have one before two, before three, etc. So it's also a time frame and it's a level of development of whatever you're doing. Yes. Um, but considering that, we should always look at this type of information and this is these are only my personal feelings about it sometimes we get a little bit too stuck in the literal mental plane written programs that are on the paper and we don't loosely see what's written there as simply 
energetic choices that we made in other lifetime spaces. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or they are even historical, genetic, ancestral spaces on paper. And, yes. and they're choices we made already. And the choices to me come from story. So story is very interesting to me. It's, I think it's the most primary reason that we move is because we enjoy the story. We literally are always placing ourselves in a story somewhere. So when I look at numbers on the paper, they, I prefer to translate them into seeing the stories that are running and ongoing, yeah. um, how someone fits them into a story. And, and what I want to do for that is give an example that, and, and go back to what I was going to finish on, is that the computer data is based on how people have been expressing the energies of these numbers. So it's a correlated data. Hans did a whole lot of different um, reports for people and said, oh, this is how people are using it. Mm -hmm. What I tended to see sometimes was that there was a higher spiritual level that you could read it on. So when I do, for example, my work with people and I read their chart, I read also on a multidimensional level for them. So I prefer to read a little less restricted to the computer data. I have seen computer data overwhelm people. I have seen people address all of their life according to a mental program from something they've heard about. Oh, you're doing that because you're a blah, blah, blah. You're doing that because you're a blah, blah, blah. In my book, they're doing it because their story is connected to that energy. You okay. see what I mean? Yep. And, and that's what's important to me. So I prefer to look at the consciousness story that's there, the energetic experience of it, etc. And a lot of times, let's say, for example, in a chart, someone has what's called the number 16, which is reduced down to a seven. And that's basically the same as the tower in the tarot. So in the tower, you have the scenario of the um, building where lightning bolt is hitting the building and two people are jumping out. So uh, if you read up the description of it, okay, 16 is a karmic debt number, they call it um, in some programs, a karmic debt. And it means that, you will have, according to on paper, you will have hard experiences happening to you because the universe is going to assist you in coming out of the bad choices that you are making. So it will be the dark night of the soul. Yeah. When people read that and they're having a good time in life, they don't want to see ahead that they have the dark night of the soul coming up. <laughs> and. And so you, know, you have to be very careful. And, and if you, if for instance, I have a very sensitive person that I'm working with, um, you know, you want to help them. I have, I have one woman who has um, quite a bit of that number in her chart. And yet the truth of it is, it's that it's a, it's also a karmic victimhood memory. It's just a memory. It's a repeating of a habit not ne- it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to repeat again because if you've completed a lesson with something in one place in your chart it, it's not going to happen in the future again on the level it would 
because you've already worked with it. So there's a lot to be said for someone interpreting with a very intuitive space of looking into someone's energy field and deciding, helping them to determine where are they at in that lesson, in that yeah. karmic repetition. And truthfully, the dark nights of the soul are the best places where people have decided to come in to the dark levels of themselves in this most optimal time of the end of the you know uh, age here and clear these programs out you know and go go on on with a much clearer energy field in what i call a more free creation space so you know people come in and i always tell them okay here goes my awkward awkward moment i'm all excited because you have a lot on your plate <laughs> You know, and I say, forgive me for smiling right now. And um, and this just happened last week with with a woman that I was working with, and and we were laughing over it. And literally by the end of a two and a half hour first class that I did with her, she was already smiling and very happy, and had realized that she was carrying this uh, mind pattern inside her that really wasn't even hers for many years already. Um, and I always tell people when you have those aha moments that you realize that something's confining you or you've worked with it for a long time without knowing that you could be freed from it. I always say, these are my favorite three words. That was interesting. Mm. <laughs> and let it go. Um, yeah. so, so we work in a field and work in a field with people of it doesn't matter in the infinite big story what you're working on in any lifetime it just doesn't matter we're talking about infinity we're immortal beings and um it's all about coming out of the shame blame the com competitiveness and the comparing to any what anyone else is doing our secrets are in our inner energy stories and then so yes i use numerology to help with the foundational energies um, as you saw on the chart, like you said, you could go into the month. So basically, that's the wheel within the wheel within the wheel within the wheel. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can see those big cycles. And then um, in numerology, I'm able to kind of correlate and, and see. Um, I have a, a little bit of a skill level that I didn't understand that's coming a little bit more, more into my awareness level is that when I connect into someone's energy field, um, I, I get pings on them. So uh, I'm using a lot of different senses that are just coming to more of my awareness, but I'm able to see future patterns that they're still maybe stuck in and they got detoured off or they're repeating uh, a habitual pattern from lifetime to lifetime. So okay. I'm able to help people um, understand that some significant choice places that they're making are are have them stuck in an old place um you know for instance you know and this didn't happen with you in your case but the shift that you made into that visual experience that i saw for you you made that shift and had it i only helped you to find it because you allowed me to go into your energy field and and see that Okay, so I just brought it to your awareness. And remember, I was saying, you know, when I can see it clear, and I ask myself again, to look at it again, and I see it clear, it's possible. But you yeah. have to continue to do the work and take the action and manage the mental emotional space to get there. 
So yeah. um, that's, that's the beauty of working with it. I'm opening it up to people, these potentials. And once they have, um, I just particularly like the space that I found in working like everyone does. It's very good if you can find your particular skill that you like to work with. And in finding it then, um, when I can offer that to another person, once they have this, um, the basic understanding of it, this mm. emotional freedom technique functioning the way that I teach it and open people up through the feeling perceptions, et cetera, um, they, can, they can come back to it. Just, it's like riding a bike. You've found balance again and you can find it again. So then you can apply it to um, any area of your life whatsoever. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And, you know, as you were actually talking about seeing, you know, when you had that vision with me, when we were, when we were holding space together, I will kind of tap back into that myself. And I think it was only a couple of weeks after we had spoke that uh, one thing that we talked about actually came to fruition. <laughs> Oh. I'm only realizing this now. And I think that had to do with you mentioning that I would be with the partner and we would be in a kitchen together. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That happened very shortly after we um, spoke on the phone, but I completely forgot about that until now. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. And that's how it happens. So in communicating about it, we began because we already have established more coherent energy fields, even in talking together right now. And that's an energy travel to that space. And then the memory comes up from it. Very good. Those are the epiphanies, the ahas, the spaces yeah. that I love, you know, bringing people to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, definitely I've experienced many of those with working with you for sure, for sure. Um, well, I kind of wanted to get a bit of an idea, Cindy, because this would be something that'd be great to have as a recording for, for you know, for both of us. Um, but, you know, you mentioned your first classes when you start to work with people and, you know, you know, you show people exactly how, how deep it is, you know, into uncovering our stories and, and, you know, working through those stories to get rid of those karmic debts or, you know, moving on from those lessons that we, we can move on from. Um, do you feel that there's a very simple way to describe the process for, you know, cleansing through that? Because, you know, to put some more context into this, this question, um, me and Cindy, well, I actually connected with Cindy originally after, uh, through a friend of mine, Joey. Mm -hmm. And with Joey and, and uh, Cindy and I, what we've talked about a lot, or, you know, together we're very interested in holistic health, yeah, you know, a lot of the diet, diet changes and the cleansing that needs to be done as well to clean the body. And, you know, these are continual processes and I'm not going to lie that I'm definitely in a space now where I'm going to have to revisit that. Um, but, you know, I guess incorporating all the different aspects, Cindy, do you have kind of like a very simple form that you feel is a very good structure for anybody that's new to this to kind of follow, uh, you know, when they're beginning their work on themselves to get, you know, working through their karmic stories and other things like that? Um, I simple, let's see, to put it in a simple place of beginning. Mm -hmm. simple, simple at first means intention. So the most simple and most basic is that you have made or are in the process of making the intention and the desire for change. And that that's the simplest right there. Okay, yeah. 
Two is the basic understanding that that focus and intention that you place on your desire to um, move from one set of uh, repeating behaviors that are causing blocks, unhappiness in your life to another uh, set of experiences has to begin, first of all, with that choice. And until you make that choice, um, it, the process is not going to begin, which is the reason why in many cases it's not uh, and it's not basically happening within a Healy, healer, Healy type situation recipient um, when I'm working with people, but let's say with friends or family members, mm -hmm. and we know we could be helping them, but they're not um, interested in the advice or information at that time. Yeah, yeah. The, and I look at that as they require their own 